Welcome to Your Art Matters, the conversation series exploring the creative paths of people who have influenced, inspired, guided, shared, and supported me along the path that has led me to this very moment. I'm your host, Jackie Randall. I'm a graphic and web designer with an interest in storytelling and community building both in the greater Philadelphia area and virtually through social media. Throughout this podcast, you'll be meeting my friends, peers, educators, members of the creative community, and beyond. I wouldn't be who I am today without knowing them, and I wanted to share their journeys in art with you. On today's episode of Your Art Matters, we have Allison. Allison and I went to Rowan together. We were in the fine art program, and she studied jewelry and ceramics um, while I did graphic design, but we had a lot of our core classes together and just knew each other from the realm of Westby, and now since graduation things have shifted a bit and maybe not quite in the fine art realm, but uh, Allison's kind of working in it in a different... Using food as <laughs> my outsource of creativeness, I guess, yeah. Yeah, so we've just kept in touch via social media and everything, and I've, I've popped in the shop... <laughs> Um, and yeah, so if you'd want to introduce yourself and we'll get this thing started. All right. So my name is Allison Lasardi, and I am the, I guess you could say like owner manager of Chloe's Cream Puffs in Pittman, New Jersey. And I went to school with Jackie and like she was saying, I did jewelry and ceramics. So me kind of being like a pastry artist, I guess is kind of like, the same thing because like I have I make like a tangible product Mm -hmm. maybe it's not something somebody could like wear or put on their shelf but like it's a tangible creative thing like I start from nothing and I create this delicious product and then people eat it (laughs) and they come back and they just want more and more and more because it's so good and um I guess you could say like when I do catering for like weddings and stuff my presentation because I do like all of these like small little miniature desserts the way I present them is creative because mm-hmm. I do like ganache and I do accents and I do like little like like um, garnishes and stuff. So like thing. I make like little like not super fancy like Wolfgang Puck desserts, but like you know <laughs> like what's acceptable in South Jersey with like gourmet. I guess you could say. Yeah, so, yeah. it's so fun to like see, and I want to eat everything yeah. whenever it, her food is really good. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's what you're doing now, and. We'll get back into that, but first we're going to circle back to how things kind of started. Okay. Um, so, maybe growing up or at some point, kind of how is art, like, introduced to you in your life or maybe nourished and how you kind of got onto the creative path of things? So, I was, oh gosh, maybe like six or seven. I was very young. And I always wanted to be, like, active in sports, like my friends. And I had a lot of health problems. Like, I had, like, really bad asthma. Like, I was just, I was, like, a little meatball. Like, I couldn't run. Like, I was just really, I was, like, not made for sports. And that's okay. So my parents were like, oh, well, we got to find her, like, something to do. So there was this place in Hanfield, Markham uh, Studio. Uh-huh. And... They um, had, like, ceramic classes for, like, kindergartners, first graders, and stuff. So my parents were like, all right, let's, let's try it out. Let's, like, send her there, see if she likes it. So it was, like, one of those little pre-made clay classes that you kind of, like, pinch pots and stuff like that. And I took the class, and I was apparently, like, the only one of all the students who was able to make a perfect circle pot. And 
of course, the teacher was like, oh, my God, like, your daughter's so talented. Like, she made a perfectly circle pot. So my parents, like, didn't really think it was, like, that big of a deal, but I guess at, like, six or seven, and you can make, like, a perfect circle, I guess it's kind of, like, a big deal. Yeah. So after that, my parents were like, oh, well, let's send her to art classes. So I think I was probably, like, eight or nine, and they found a private teacher named Sally Paris, and she's an artist based out of Haddonfield, and she does, like, all sorts of beautiful oil paintings and stuff like that she's done commissions for museums and stuff so she's like kind of like a big deal and I took classes with her for oh my gosh maybe like eight years private classes I used to go like at night after school and then on Saturdays for about eight years and we still keep in touch she's like in her 80s now and she's like super talented and um and she like taught class out of her basement and she always taught things like from like almost like the beginning so like Basically, when I started, it was just pencil. And then once I got into pencil, I learned shading. And then once I got to shading, I did pen and ink. Mm. Then I did pointillism. Then I did pen and ink shading. And then I went into colored pencil. And then I went into colored pencil. But, like, she literally broke it down. So, like, you started from, like, just a simple pencil and paper mm-hmm. to the, all the way to point where doing, like, full oil and acrylic paintings and stuff like that. So that, it took me eight years to get from, like, that to that to, like, for me to, like, be able to, because she wouldn't let you go to the next level until you understood it or until you were, like, good at it. Which is good. Yeah, like, she she wasn't, like, do what you want. She's, like, no, you're going to learn the basics. You're learning. You're learning how to draw a circle. Yeah, you're You're learning how to do a square. And then you'll learn how to, like, how to shade that, like, that square. Yeah. Yeah, like, you're leaving, like, you're not just flying by this. Like, you're going to have, like, my, (laughs) like, stamp of approval. Like, you pass. This is no child left behind. All right, this is, this is start to finish. This is how this goes. So, um, so, I mean, it was... And it was really good for me because, like, I always was like, Sally, like, come on. Like, I want to learn to paint. And she's like, how are you going to learn to paint with a brush if you can't make a circle? You know right. what I mean? So, um, so, and she was really good like that. She was more on the realistic, like, spectrum. Like, she was always like, you know, find a picture that you like and let's try to match the colors. And I was like, I liked it. Like, I was, I was good at it. But I always wanted to do something that was, like, a little bit off the spectrum of realism. I was, yeah. I was really good at it, but... Um, but I mean, after a while, I mean, how many like birds can you draw and how many, you know what I mean? So, so then, um, I was taking art classes at Camden Catholic where I went to high school and I really liked those classes because the teacher let you choose what you wanted to do. Like she would give you like everybody a project and you were able to pick like, did you want to do surrealism? Did you want to do like monochromatic, do abstract or whatever? So that was in high school with my teacher where we were able to like really kind of like get our feet wet figure out what we wanted to do and I loved it like it was my favorite class because like I literally felt like I wasn't in school like I felt like I was like having fun yeah so then um I wasn't sure like what I wanted to go to school for and then I was like taking classes in the summertime at Moore College of Art in Philly because mm-hmm. my parents were like let's get her involved in like everything let's let her try everything so like she really like has an understanding of all of the different mediums all of the different ventures that she could go into if she really wants to be like on the creative spectrum mm-hmm. so when I went to Moore I took photography urban photography jewelry and metal smithing ceramics nude figure drawing <laughs> I took fashion design I took interior everything. design I took a literally like a little bit of everything I don't think there was a class there I didn't like yeah so it was my my jewelry class that I was like whoa like this, this is, is cool because it was the first time I had actually held like metal in my hand and they always say 
if you can make something out of a piece of paper, you can make it out of metal. Yeah. So, like, I thought that that was, like, the coolest thing ever, because you can. Like, yeah. if, if you can make something out of a piece of paper, you can make it out of metal. Yeah. So, it was so cool to be able to, like, have, like, a flat piece of sheet metal and be able to, like, cut it and solder it and put it back together how you wanted to, to, like, make something wearable. And, like, that's why, like, I'm obsessed with earrings and bracelets and jewelry. Yeah. And, like, whenever I'm at the bakery, everyone's like, oh, my God, like, I love your earrings. Oh, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make these ones today, but, yeah. Yeah. So, it sounds like from such a young age, like, you were, like, molded into an artist. It's, like, it's, it sounds like it was just go, 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 go. And, yeah. And that's... That's awesome, because I feel like, I mean, I'm so impressed, and I feel like I, I knew this before, like, that you really, like, had this full, you know, expansive experience, like, getting into everything, yeah. and and that kind of rolls into, like, you know, the support system, it sounds like your parents really were like, let's get you into everything. Let's do it. They were full gung-ho. They were like, my parents, like, my mom always says this, it's really funny, she always says, I'd rather pay for... $10,000 worth of tuition than pay $10,000 worth of therapy for a <laughs> major that you, like, didn't want to go yeah. into. Because, like, she was always like, I want you to be happy. She's like, I mean, even if you're, like, you know, getting by in life, she's like, you know, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters. And that was my parents. And the yeah. thing is, like, even though, like, my parents, like, have, like, my mom, well, my mom's, like, a nurse and my dad was, like, a pharmacy analyst for, like, you know, so you would think those are more, like, nine to five jobs and mm -hmm. stuff. But, like, they find outlets on their own like, artistic time, like, when they're not working mm -hmm. or whatever, that they can have, like, creative outlets and stuff. Okay. Like, my parents garden, and they do, like, bird quests, and they do watercolor classes. So they, they always understood it. you have to have that balance and stuff. So they were like, well, obviously, if she's talented enough, like, let's invest like, in her like, to, yeah. Yeah, like, that's going to be, like, the main thing. Like, I mean, yeah, they tapped into it really, you know. Yeah. They, they found it. It was, hey, it was a circle. All there was was a circle. I made a little circle, and that was it. That was that was the that, that was it. that was like the big bang for me, I guess. Like I just made a circle, and they were like, "Yeah, she's it. Like she's it. She's she's the yeah. bee's knees. Like she's got it." You know, they had their different creative outlets. Did you, was there anyone in your family that was artistic that like you might have gotten any had any influence or like you know looked up to or anything well, like that? Well, my mom always took classes at like AC Moore and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like you know you would think like those are just like kind of like like cookie cutter Bob Ross classes, but she was like really good. She always kind of took it to the next level like yeah. she listened to the teacher but she always was like I don't really want to do that like I kind of want to yeah do like that. I know what I'm doing like I, yeah, I like, don't need like, you to just tell get me. off my back like I'm gonna do my thing yeah so um so whenever she would come home like you would see the picture and then it'd be like oh mom like you did something different like it looks really cool and um, my dad was a musician okay and he's been a singer and my grandmother was a singer so like not necessarily was like my whole family like artistically like pen and paper picture creative but they were all like artistically you know like gifted like my my grandmother used to sing commercials on the radio like wow. those like do it out do that yeah, <laughs> and then so she did that my dad my dad's mom and then my grandmother played the violin for years okay. and my grandfather did too so then and then my mom just was always and the thing is like my mom sometimes like my mom will try to draw something and I'm like mom I really don't understand that but she is so good at like I, I don't understand like where it comes from like she comes she comes up with these ideas like literally out of thin air mm -hmm. for like for like ridiculous stuff like you could come up with like my mom could come up with like an engineering idea and like I don't know from like where she's just like really creative like that like my mom and I like we work together well because like she'll say Allie like I want this but I don't know how to draw it but like I need you to help me so then I'll draw it and she'll be like yes like we get it like yeah. we're like in sync together like, so she has the idea and then I'll 
kind of like manifest it on a piece of paper and then she'll be like yes it's exactly what I want but we kind of like work well that way I guess yeah so we're all kind of like artistically like we're just creative I, I feel like it's like this universal language it's something that um actually I'm stealing from Steph I like that um, you know that's why any kind of creative type we all groove together like yes. literally with music or you know, writing or anything like that. We're kind of, like, all in the same wavelength. Like, we kind yeah. of all go in, like, this one yeah, direction not, where we're, like, we're not all necessarily on the same beat, but we're understanding, like, where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We and we we gravitate towards that. And, and yeah, sometimes, like, you almost, you know, you can almost finish the, the sentence of yes. things, like, how you guys communicate. So yeah. that's really cool. Like, it, it sounds like it was just a very... It like, was very organic. How yeah, it started. Yeah. yeah, there was it no, wasn't forced. There was no force. Not there was at all. no like I want to go do this, and you're just gonna like deal with it. It, it was just very supported, and mm-hmm. which is which is awesome. Now, like going, you know, you you took all of these classes in high school, and I mean, you know, you're going to be doing art yes, from here on yes. out. What was your process of, like, maybe applying to schools? Like, you know, was Rowan on the list of many others? Do you always kind of know? Or, like, what was that kind of like? So, I only applied to two schools. And the first one was more College of Art, mm-hmm. where I took all my classes. And then Rowan. So, my 18-year-old debate at life was this. Do I want to go to school for art, even though I love it so much and I'm good at it? Because I'm think because I guess like my insecurity also was like, oh well, you know, because people in high school were assholes. Like they're like, you're not going to make any money off of that. Right. Like this is a joke. Like, you know, because they're all like going to for marketing and business, and they're all like, oh wow, so like you're really going to like waste your tuition on that? I'm like screw you guys. You know, like I'm going to do what makes me happy. So it was either go to more for art, but it was all art. All like art. it was, it was an all girls school, and it was only art. You would literally just be like submerged in a sea of art. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, I was like, do I really want to be submerged, like completely and utterly submerged in art itself? So I thought to myself, well, what if I want to do, like, theater? Yeah. I really was good at math, too. So I was like, yeah. you know, like, what if I wanted to do, like, something just, like, totally left field, like, business or math or something like that? So I kind of, so the thing is, I applied to more. I got in, like, I had a huge interview. I got the Board of Trustees Scholarship. I got $10,000 offered to me here. And I said to myself, do I want that? Or do I want to have my options open? So I ended up not taking the scholarship, which... I still, to this day, I'm still like, yeah, maybe maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like, I wanted to always be able to be free to kind of choose, like, what I wanted to do. And plus, like, I didn't, I had never, like, lived in the city before. And I was yeah. like, do I have to commute? Like, this is going to be, like, really weird for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I went to a Catholic school. You know, I'm going to be, like, living in the urban city. Like, a totally <laughs> different, like, lifestyle. Yeah. So, so I said, um, you know, let me, let me go to Rowan. I was like, my mom went to Rowan. She loved it. I really liked what Rowan had to offer. So, I chose Rowan. And I, I loved it. Like, yeah. Oh, they were all so great. Oh, I miss them all so much. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, I think that's, that seems like, I mean, that was definitely my, how I picked, I, Rowan's the only school I applied to, because I was like, I had the same debate, I don't want to go to a strictly art school, I didn't, I had so much pressure, you know, and there's other people that I've talked to, and it's the same thing, like, you know, we had an amazing art department, but we had the flexibility of, you could have classes with non-art people, and I think that was also cool, because, because, I honestly, though, sometimes, like, those, like, those core classes where there was no, when there was non-art people, were just as creative yeah. as us which was like awesome because they had the same thing like they maybe went to school for engineering but they had the outlet to be able to go and take an art class you know what I mean yeah so I think that was like really good for her like I think it was good for everybody yeah 
So now you're at Rowan and you're getting into all the classes and you're like finding, you know, community with the different people. Like, how did you just feel like once you got there and all throughout the time there? It was really funny because like when we first moved in, like I was like, this is I'm, like my first time on my own. And then there was like this whole thing about like North Jersey versus South Jersey versus Central kind of thing, <laughs> which was really cool because like you wouldn't see that anywhere else. No. Like Rutgers, you wouldn't it was see such it. A debate. Yeah, it was like this whole thing. So it was it the whole like just not even just like the art thing, but just like the whole community itself. Like Rowan was like very like I don't know. I always felt like Rowan people like really kind of stuck together. Like I I kind of always felt that way. Yeah. And that was like when I became an ambassador, I was like I want to fight for the school. Like I want people. To come here yeah like, I was like I loved the passion it passion like, of it yeah I wanted I always tell I always joked around with people like I was like I could be a professional student like if people paid me like I would keep going <laughs> to school because like I, I loved, loved it. I loved it like yeah. I remember after I graduated I keep thinking to myself oh my god so like I have to go back like I have to do something like I have to go back to school for my master's and I'll maybe I'll be a teacher and I'll just like live at Rowan forever <laughs> so so like once I got to Rowan it was it was really cool because like all the classes that they made you take like in the beginning like your core classes like your basic illustration your basic color design were kind of like all classes that I had already taken like with my private teacher so like when I got there I kind of like knew what I was doing but at the same time because I had just done like realistic stuff this was my real time really to be able to get a little crazy and get a little abstract and get a little weird because like I went to Catholic school you weren't allowed to like draw naked people yeah. and like you know what I mean so like when I had my class with Nan and I was like oh my god and I had done it at more this was my time where I could be like liberal I could like really like draw like yeah. what I wanted I didn't have to like hold back at all and it was freshman year that really defined it for me because like I was at this point I was like alright like freshman year is really going to make or break am I really going to like enjoy this or am I really going to like regret not going to an art school I think just like the whole point of like being independent and being able to just like just it, I mean it wasn't just like the art department but it was kind of like I really found myself and like, yeah. once I kind of like found myself at Rowan I was kind of really able to let my art take over after that because I was like still like shy and insecure and I was on my own and once sophomore year came I was really able to dive into the class because like you took your core classes your freshman year mm -hmm. and then after your sophomore year it was when you your so I feel like your sophomore year was kind of like your experimental year yeah you're you got, got learning to, with yeah you got to like dip into the other classes and see what ones like you really like and then that was like when junior and senior year it was like that was it like you had to like stick with it and then I remember like when I did jewelry I had the same feeling even though I had already taken jewelry classes at Moore when I walked into that class and I like touched my medal for the first time I was like this is it like yeah. this is it this is what I want and mm -hmm. then like I said, I took ceramics, but um, I thought I did, but I didn't. So, so I remember I was I signed up for my first ceramics class. And I told my mom, I was like, "Yo, mom," I was like, "I'm doing ceramics. Like, I'm really excited." She goes, "Ow," she's like, "It's really hard." She's like, "You're gonna get really frustrated." She's like, "So don't get upset, you know, when your stuff goes flying off the wheel." <laughs> she's like, "But you know, it's gonna be tough for you." And I was like, "Mom," I was like, "Don't say that." I was like, "I can do this." So I, of course, I said, "You know, mom, don't worry about it." So I went into that mentality, like I could kick ass, like I was gonna conquer this wheel. And not knowing after I graduated that my grandmother was a ceramicist too. Oh my god! And gosh. like when I was little, they had a kiln that they threw away because they didn't know anybody. Because oh, cer ceramic was like wasn't really like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like one of those like baby kilns that Skeff had. Yeah. And I was like, damn it! Like I was like, still could have had my own kiln. <laughs> I'm serious. It was, like, it was it was enough to like fire one piece. 
So I remember I, I had no idea what I was going into when I went to Stroud. I was like, I came in a dress. Then I realized like, I was going to have a straddle wheel. So um, so I went into this class. I'm like side straddling with like my legs together like on the side. And I'm like trying to do the wheel. I remember like once I got that clay and once I got that down where I was able to form, where I was able to like pinch that pot and get like a beautiful vase. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Is because I was able to like knead the dough five feet away, this big hunk of clay. Like what I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Like am I just going to make like coil pots and then once I was able to get this stuff on the wheel I was like dude like this is awesome like yeah. I was like ah. like this is like it was like another epiphany so once I had like got into jewelry and ceramics honestly I was kind of like what's a pen and paper like I was I kind of like put that to the side yeah because my teacher is still down at the age she's like oh do you paint do you draw and I'm like no I make jewelry now and you know and she's like happy for me but she's like you know you, you always gotta remember this basics like as a pup you know like I raised you from nothing kind of yeah thing. yeah but those were like yeah when I when I found those jewelry and ceramics like that was it like I just knew like I, I don't know just like the whole thing of like you have Making like mater- material you can see like in the ground clay like literally you surface from the ground and then being able to make something like beautifully glazed and be able to drink out of it yeah or be able to put flowers in it and you're like this is from the ground you yeah. know like this is dirt and like, like and you literally like you you were every part of creating the, exactly this. like from like start to finish and it was just it was so cool like when we used to get like the dried clay and then like be able to put the water in it and you soak it and you wait and you have to wait like you like literally had to like wait for a ferment for like days at a time like for you birthing to, this I'm serious, like, seriously like you, you had to wait like you are a mama like you're like hey come on Clay like you got it let's yeah. dry you out we gotta knead you I gotta cut it gotta, you know oh my god like it was just so it was, cool yeah yeah having these two pretty much you're 50-50 you took the same amount of classes per each approaching like senior year and thoughts of like graduation like did you have any idea what you wanted to like do leaving no, I really didn't. I think I was, like, when I was about to graduate, obviously, we kind of all were, like, about to shit the pot. Like, we're like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do? Real like, life starts on Monday. Yeah, so I think it was um when I was, like, dwindling down, like, after I had my senior show, I really said to myself, I really kind of want to take this and, like, go professional with the jewelry part. Uh, I think the ceramics, I was kind of more going to put on the back burner. I guess because, like, thinking, like, realistically, jewelry took up a lot less space. Like, I had a bench. I was able to do everything at my bench, and Mm -hmm. it was a done process. With ceramics, you have to have a wheel. You have to have an area to knead it. You have to have a kiln. You know, so, like, that was, like, where reality kicked in, where I'm like, all right, maybe ceramics not the way for me to go right now, which was okay, Mm -hmm. because, like, I thought to myself, if I did a work exchange in Philly, where I could work at a ceramic place and use the wheels for free or go Mm -hmm. back to Westby or whatever, like, I could do that as more of, like, a hobby because like I I felt like very relaxed when I was at the wheel like when I did jewelry and like stuff was not going my way like I wanted to cry because yeah. like if I did not get that solder to flow like I wanted to just like murder somebody yeah but with ceramics you could you're just in the flow you're in the flow and the thing is like if it collapses you literally just put yeah, it back there. on and, and you just try again it was definitely like more relaxing so I guess like because like I did both jewelry was like more of like the concrete and it was more of the chemistry of how the metals worked and everything like that ceramics was more or less like the relaxing part like if stuff didn't go well in the jewelry studio I'd walk right over and be like I'm gonna throw on the wheel for a little bit and like an hour later I'd decompress and then I'd go back over and yeah. it was kind of like this like little That's, dance between yeah, the two that kind of was nice it is a cool dance between that yeah, yeah. 
that was the thought process approaching graduation. So you've graduated and, and you actually really are hitting all of this stuff head on what you're going to do. Bring me to where you've gotten today. So once I graduated, I kind of took a couple months off because I was like, I'm going to take a vacation from art. I was like, I've been doing it for like, you know, over 10, <laughs> 10 12 years now. I was like, yeah, I was like, it's time for me to take a little bit more for me time. So I got a full-time job just as something like pay the bills just because I was like arted out for a little bit, which is mm-hmm. normal. You you know? Kinda, sometimes you need to just like breathe, you know, just do some work. Yeah, pay the bills. Just something like you said to yourself. like turn yourself off. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think it was, like, six months after graduation, maybe, like, eight, where I was, like, all right, I'm not doing anything. Now I'm starting to get concerned because I was, like, I don't have access to the stuff. Like, I had everything that I could have imagined. Now I'm completely taken out of that environment, and I feel like I'm going cold turkey. Like, I have, like, nothing to fall back Mm -hmm. on. So, of course, like, I start panicking, so my parents are like, listen, let's try to find you a studio and see if that'll work for you. So, I went to Soha in Oakland, like, on the Whitehurst bike, and I got a studio. My mom was like, we'll split the rent, you know, we'll do, we'll go 50-50, and I ended up opening a credit card, worst decision ever, and I ended up (laughs) buying, like, seven grand worth of supplies. Like, I bought, like, a brand new bench, I got acetylene tanks and torches, I got, like, everything that was in, like, the studio that Jill had gotten, like, I was able to acquire, like, a good amount of that for me to at least start the basis of what I wanted. The thing that, like, I didn't really think of is, like, people who, like, have full studios, like, they take, like, years to acquire all that stuff, and I was just like, ah, now I'm gonna charge it all right now, like, when I start making stuff, like, I'll pay back into it, no problem. But I was like, oh my god, like I'll, I'll make all this beautiful work and I'll buy it and I'll just pay it all off, no problem. So I got the studio and I ended up signing up for a jewelry class, like a non-credited one at Moore again. And and the thing is, like these people who were in the class were just taking it for fun, yeah. not realizing that like I kind of went in there because I'm like I need access to a studio. And they were like, oh, well, have you done metals before? And I was like, yeah, my degree was in metals, you know, so don't be, you know, uh, upset or anything, like, if I, like, kind of, like, surpass everybody. So we ended up doing a hollow ring project, um, which was awesome. And then I ended up whipping that out in a month. It took me so long because it was, like, really complicated, and it had been a couple months since I had done something, so I kind of felt rusty. So I made this beautiful ring, and everyone, I put it on Instagram and Facebook, and everyone's like, oh, my God, Allison, I was like, you're creating it, this is wonderful, it's beautiful, like, make ten of these and sell them all and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, my class was over, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of back to square one again. So I was like, okay, well, I made this ring, let me work in my studio, I wasn't feeling at my studio, and I think that the part of me that I honestly could not get over was the community aspect. Like, when you went into the studio, you weren't alone. Like, you had people to bounce ideas off of, or you had people to be inspired by, or you had that just natural environment where everybody worked and fed off of each other's energy. And then I got the studio, and I'm by myself, and I'm just sitting in a room, like, spinning in a chair, waiting for something to happen, and I'm just, nothing happened. Yeah. so I had the studio for a year and I ended up just saying it's honestly like felt like I was forcing myself to kind of get back into that mentality and it just wasn't happening so I ended up packing all my stuff up and I was my boyfriend and I were living at a house so I ended up putting it all up in the second floor and I was like set it up you know like a little bit like my studio and then I never I never touched it again and, and uh that was probably just hard yeah like you want to make yourself get back into it even if it's a little uncomfortable because you're like this is what i need to be doing this is what i went to school for right you know but you know you tried it but i think it's you i'm sure learned so much 
yeah. about, like, I'm not opening a credit, credit card, card you know, uh, unless, I, unless I have income coming in to pay it off. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, I'm still, I'm still paying that off, like, now. Yeah, yeah. Still, I learned that hard way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you no know, one's gonna, like, teach you those lessons until you hit them head on yourself. Yeah. So, from there, like, where did you go next? So, uh, so that was, like, December, I think it was December 14th. That I had ended up closing that studio. Well, a few months before that, my parents and I were, you know, talking about, like, kind of, we all kind of plateaued a little. Like, me and my parents were working 9 to 5, nothing too exciting there. Mm. I had my studio, really wasn't doing too much there. My boyfriend was living with us for a little bit, and he had just gotten done school. And we ended up moving into a, a house temporarily. And we were kind of like, alright, like, we gotta do something. We gotta, like, you know, spice life up a little bit. So... My parents had been talking for a, a while about trying to start up a business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the economy was getting better. And my parents were kind of like, we don't really think that we're ever going to retire. So let's take whatever money that I got in my 401k and let's see if we can really invest it into something, like, worthwhile. That, that'll, like, kind of be, like, almost like a legacy for yeah. like, them. You know what I mean? So we had been talking it over, talking it over, you know, oh, let's do a paint-your-own-pottery store. And, like, my mom is super intuitive, so, like, I remember we went into Pittman this one day, and we looked at this storefront. It was a really cute little storefront, had these little, you know, like, when, like, the doors, like, a little set back, and, like, the windows, like, the displays are kind of, like, forward on the sidewalk, yeah. so you could make these, like, beautiful window displays. Yeah. So we looked at it, and we were like, oh, my God, this would be, like, a gorgeous paint-your-own-pottery place. But wouldn't you know, eight months later, it turned into a pottery place. The same, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. I swear on my life. Yeah. Eight months later, someone rented that space and turned it into a paint and pottery place. It's Fahrenheit. The place yeah. that's down the corner now. Oh, wow. That's, I, it, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> um, so then there was, like, another little area, like, on another off street that we were like, oh, like, let's make this into, like, a little jewelry store for you. It was small, not a lot of ventilation, not a lot of windows. Well, you know, obviously someone turned it into a jewelry studio. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding you. I, I can't, you cannot make this shit up. So we had been talking, 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 and we're like, what do we want to do? So my dad used to make wedding cakes for friends. He was always a good baker. My mom and my grandmother used to bake all the time. And I used to work at a bakery. So kind of all surrounded the conclusion that it was going to do with baked goods or food. Initially, my dad had always had dreamt of opening up a breakfast, lunch, brunch place. Okay. But we thought to ourselves, well, you know, we'd really have to, like, hire a full-time chef, you know, because, like, I can cook, but, like, I bake, like, a hell of better than I do cook. Right. So we said, okay, like, let's do something that we're, we're, that we're really good at. And not just baking, but something specific. So there was already a store in Pittman called Just Cookies. And mm -hmm. they only, only do cookies. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, how cool would it be if we did a store that did Just Cream Puffs? Because... A lot of the stores in Pittman are very niche stores. Like, there's a store yeah. where you can go to get, like, Ireland memorabilia. You yeah. know, where do you go for that? You know, like, but it's a cool store. I mean, everything is imported, food, clothes, everything. So, like, when you go into Pittman, you can go to a store to find, like, one particular thing that they're really good at. Right. So we found this store, and, um, you know, my parents and I had been talking about it, and they're like, listen, Al, like, if you, if you want to do this, like, we will fully support you if this is something that, like, you really want to do. Like, we'll invest in you to, like, really get this going. So I said, okay. So, um, so they end up buying the building. It, we, they had to start from scratch, like, everything. Like, the floor had to be, the foundation had to be redone. Like, the, this building was, like, it was an as-is sale, which is fine. Yeah. 
we bought it in September of 14, and then it was, it didn't, it took us until February of 15 for the building to be, like, completely done. Mm -hmm. So, we opened up, and we started off doing, like, just cream puffs, and then we started getting into, like, other desserts. Now that we do, like, catering and everything, all of the small miniature desserts that I make, I kind of, like, try to add a little bit of a sculptural with garnishes and um, ganaches and, like, little edible chocolate designs and stuff when I, like, plate everything. So, like, I try to, like, add a little bit of a flair to it. Yeah. Uh, even the way that they're, like, presented in the box. Like, I wanted to have, like, full control over that. And that's basically, like, what I'm up to now. Yeah, and it's so fun because you're able to bring your creativity into the space. Like, you're very much, like you just said, in control of the presentation of not only the food, but their packaging and the space when you walk in and, you know, you walk in and you feel, like, hugged by the shop. Like, and that's so important, like, not only for customer service and presentation, but that's just, like, you extending yourself into, like, a new way. Exactly. I, I don't have many friends that have done, like, that kind of, you know, you already have this business. I know. It's scary. And I think the thing that's also like really exciting is that like my parents like literally put a ton of effort and financial backing into this and we've become well known. We actually I don't know if you saw online but we got the best in South Jersey. I was really excited. That was like I remember we were at the store and I had I hadn't checked the mail for like a week. And uh, my dad goes to check the mail, and he's like, yo, Courier Post, like, do we have a subscription or something? So we open it up, and my dad just starts screaming, like, what? 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 Oh, my God! And I was, like, reading it, and I was like, oh, my God! It's like, that's us! Like, we won! Like, yeah. so he's like, why did you check the mail? I was like, I don't know! He's like, this is why we checked the mail! And I was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Oh, that's so And we kind of just, like, jumped around like little kids, because we're like, we did it! Like, And the thing, like, the thing is, like, people, like, businesses will actually, like, print out those ballots and make their customers fill them out and then mail them in. Oh, wow. Like, kind of just to generate and votes. You, and you just didn't... I had, I had no idea. Like, I posted it for one day. I was like, hey, guys, like, if you could vote for us, like, that'd be really great. And I, I had no clue. That's like, amazing. I know. And it was, like, it was, like, done, like, the real way. Like, yeah. Like, the real deal. Yeah, there was, you weren't stuffing any ballots. No! I, I, like, someone said, like, oh, did you, like, have those ballots? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I just thought people just would vote online and they're like yeah you can like mail ballots in and i was like i, I had no idea about this that's amazing yeah i know oh, it's like such a happy I moment know, i know it's the little the little bakery that could we're small yeah. but mighty yes absolutely and i think the thing that's like so successful and fulfilling is that like so many people start businesses and then they kind of crash and burn and like to see that we got voted best south jersey and like makes, two years makes it feel like we it's like a real thing because there's so many people who've invested their life savings and then like it ends up just not coming to fruition and for Mm -hmm. us like we're blessed like that didn't happen yeah and i think it's like you know it just goes back to it seems like there's so much passion and in everything you guys do like from you know getting you into all these classes and it's like you know really fully believing in in it sometimes people don't you know obviously you have your bad days and you're like oh gosh like but you know believing and knowing that like you have this talent and you have this dream and like you're gonna do what it you know you need to do yeah yeah that's like that's so exciting now along this whole journey you know a support system is crucial and you know you've had you know your family along the way but a major important part right now is your boyfriend marcus How's it been having him there, not only just as your partner, but also he's a creative and all of that? 
super important. I know when we first started dating, he did a lot of photos more for recreation for his own like personal outlet and then when he really started taking like his art seriously he was kind of inspired by me like because like of my he, we started dating like right when my senior show started and mm -hmm. then when I was like getting really into like like really getting delved into my art and having like, the public see it and then he was inspired so then he started and then when I kind of came into my lull I kind of get inspired by him so we kind of like I guess ping pong back and forth between like us being inspired by each other and and the thing is like because he does photography and I do jewelry like they're not the same medium but like whenever I'm in a lull and and I feel down he like pushes me like he he'll say like Allison like what are you doing like, like just don't sit here and be upset that you're not feeling creative he's like grab your sketchbook and do something about it and I'm yeah. like okay like you're right like <laughs> he's it's, it's, I mean that's what I need sometimes like, yeah. sometimes I just need like a swift kick in the ass and that's mm -hmm. what he gives me and then like sometimes when I like will come up with ideas he'll be like babe I really like that or I don't and, and like, he'll tell you how it is. Right. And that's and that's kind of, like, the thing that, like, is refreshing and the thing that, like, a lot of people don't have. Especially if they're already stuck. Then they're even more stuck. But when they have somebody who's kind of on their side, who's also equally creative, it helps to kind of get out of that. So I know, like, a lot of times, like, when I try to come up with, like, new ideas at the store, I'll bring stuff home to him and he'll be like, wow, this is great. Or this doesn't work. And I'll tell you why. And, like, it works so well. And that's, an, and that's something that I'm happy to have. Like, yeah. he's, he's super talented. And I'm happy. And he's finally, he's got actually three websites that he's on okay. that he sells his art through. And that's he's, awesome. I'm trying to push him to get into more shows and stuff like that. And I used to work at um, James Oliver Gallery in Center City. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping to maybe see if I can get him a show there, which would be pretty awesome. Yeah. And he'd be like another up-and-coming urban photographer in Philly, yeah. so that would be pretty exciting. That's exciting, just using, you know, your experiences individually to, like, help each other and, and be this, like, force to be reckoned with. Seriously, like, that's our goal, <laughs> is, like, eventually, like, we'll be able to, like, sur survive off of our art. It may not be completely realistic, but there's a point where, like, I feel like if we both kind of get into our groove, we'll both be able to do exactly, like, what we want. Because, I mean, he's been selling work, and, like, I've been trying to use the bakery as another outlet to, like, wear my jewelry. So people are like, yeah. oh, wow, like, you made that? Like, yeah. do you sell your work? And, like, I've sold some stuff in that interaction. So eventually, like, maybe, like, we'll be able to just, like be all of the self-sustaining art yeah. factory and making all this stuff. We actually thought about um, doing, like, a one website, like, with, like, both of us. Like, uh, my art name was always Conchetta. I don't know why. So, like, way back when, like, when I was, like, younger, my grandfather always joked around about me being named Pasqualina Conchetta Losardi. <laughs> And I obviously am not named that, but it was always funny because it was, like, the most obnoxious Italian name ever. But the name Conchetta always stuck with me. Yeah. So, like, sometimes, like, I'll, I'll have my name as, like, Allison Conchetta. So, like, um, his name's Epic Blue Photography. Uh -huh. And so we've always, like, kind of come up with this Conchetta Blue kind of thing or, you know, some something weird. Like, it just kind of works for yeah. us. So, like, we've thought about, like, coming up with a website of, of that. I've been trying to, like, get him to do, like, photography for me so I could eventually put it on my jewelry website yeah. and stuff like that. So Cross we'll have promote. Exactly, and, and exactly. Yeah, so, and collaborate in those ways. Yeah, so yeah. that would be something, hopefully, in the future that we could both see happen. Yeah, well, that's yeah. awesome. And yeah. I'm excited for whatever comes next. And Me too. Yeah. So you, you started with just cream puffs mm -hmm. and you decided to, like, branch out into other things. 
you're working there, you're making everything, and and you're experimenting with different things. flavors and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. like that. How do you kind of get into those grooves of like just making things? Just kind of like whatever pops into your head and what you're you know messing around with in the kitchen. Or? Yeah, I mean that's the thing that's like on a rainy day will either be slammed or will be dead, and that's expected with yeah. any business. Do you know what I mean? So when we have those days where it might be slow, that's when we really get into the groove of, all right, so we're here. There's not really much for us to do right now. Let's see what we can kind of come up with. So, like, I know my cousin, Domine, who works with me, she's, like, my right-hand lady. We bounce ideas off, off of each other so much. So, like, when I first opened, I was there on, like, Thursdays and Fridays by myself, and then, like, my parents would come in and help me on the weekends if I needed help. Because when we first opened, like, we were busy, but we weren't, like, we weren't busy like as we are now. So I was able to kind of be in there by myself. So when I was there by myself, it was kind of like the same thing at the studio. Like, I was, like, making everything that I wanted to, but I was, like, I wasn't able to bounce back ideas to kind of, like, see, okay, so we're here, we're making stuff, things are going well. What's the next step? Where are we going next for us to make something new that would excite people and, you know, bring people in again? Yeah. Now that I have all these people who work with me now, like my friend Mel, who was my roommate in college, my cousin Dom, my parents come in, my cousin Nick comes and helps me sometimes, that now we have all these ideas that we can bounce back off of each other, like new flavors or a way to present something or like when we want to do weddings, like new ways to cater. We have over 25 different flavor fillings just for the cream puffs alone. Yeah. So right now we want to get to kind of like the Ben and Jerry's. Like yeah, I'm thinking about so, like, that's our goal. Like, we're constantly coming up with new stuff, and, and a lot of times they'll crash and burn, and that's okay. But, like, we've tried, I can tell you, like, ten flavors right now that all crash and burn, like blueberry, apricot, <laughs> um, mango, pina colada, root beer float, all different stuff. And it's cool because, like, we use, like, all natural ingredients, so it's kind of interesting to see how, like, we can actually try to make that, like, yeah. from nothing. Now, like, we're trying to, like, expand our menu... I don't know, it's just, it's cool. Like, it's cool to be able to kind of, like, screw around in the kitchen and kind of see what happens. Like, I mean, I like going to other bakeries and seeing what they have and stuff, but a lot of times I'm like, everybody does that. Like, yeah. I want to do stuff that's different. Like, a lot yeah. of places don't have. And, like, we do old desserts with a new look. A new twist. Yeah, yeah. like, cream puff is, like, one of the oldest desserts in the book. But when we do it, it's, like, got a facelift. It's got your touch on it. Right. Yeah, every aspect of running a business is, there's so much to it, but it's so special that you have this, and you are building this legacy with your family now, and you've got other family members involved. It's cool. We're all family. I love it. Everyone's like, are you all family? And I'm like, yep, we're all family. Like, who owns it? I'm like, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all do. We all all contribute some way. We're, We're all attached to it emotionally. Like, you know, we all care. We're all really passionate. Like, when anybody has anything like in regards to the business like we all like want to have a hand in it we yeah. want to make sure that like it's got everybody's seal of approval because like yeah. we're all just like it's our baby yeah so this is kind of ties into like art but also you know with this anytime that you've ever you're you know you're feeling drained or like uninspired what's a way that you would pick yourself back up like you know get the creative juices flowing whether you know it's listening to something going somewhere reading something looking at something like how do you bounce back um i just kind of grab my sketchbook and i just draw like i know when i was always in a lull like i would sit in my dorm room or my apartment and i would just start like doodling but like i wasn't like doodling like actual things i was literally just scribbling like i literally just scribbled like 
I would just like do swirls and paisleys and just start scribbling and see and then and then so like when I did jewelry and ceramics like my stuff had these harsh like hard organic shapes so when I'd start scribbling I would start seeing like shapes in the scribbles and I would start taking those shapes and then isolating them saying wow this is a really cool or new organic shape okay let me take this and see if I can make something out of it so now what I do is I'll do the same thing with like a dessert like I'll do like a little shooter or I'll do like cream puff and I'll start doodling and seeing okay like maybe I can make this into like a chocolate design or maybe I can add this into a garnish and now like what I'll do is I'll draw like one little profile of a cupcake and I'll say okay what can I do to make it look different or what can I do to add on top of it or how can I make so like the other day like one of my regular customers for like our anniversary he got me this like 50 set of Wilton tips mm -hmm. so I was able to like just start taking pi piping bags yeah. for my cupcakes and just start making designs like on a piece of parchment I literally just started squirting out designs <laughs> like flowers and swirls and stuff to the point where I'm like oh wow this looks really cool so then I started adding like little things and I ended up making up like a hundred mini cupcakes that all of the icing looked like dogwood flowers oh, wow. like so <laughs> <laughs> and I made it orange buttercream, so it was like orange buttercream that looked like dogwood flowers. And everyone's like, oh my god, these are adorable. And I was like, literally, I just was like squeezing yeah. out stuff, trying to come up with an idea. And that's kind of like what I do. Like if, I, if I'm at a lull and I don't know what to do, I just throw myself and just like mash a bunch of crap together. And then eventually, I'll be able to like pull something out of that. And then that'll kind of like get me out of it. Yeah. Like it's very weird, but it works no. for me. Yeah. I probably will never work for anybody else. No. But I it just, it, that's just kind of like what I do. It's so fun that you can do that with both the art, but also, like, literally with food. With like, food. I can play with my food. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember, like, this one time we were, like, thinking of something, like, really cool to do for the holidays. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do for the holidays? Like, do I do, like, a wreath-shaped cream puff trip? Like, I was like, what do I do? So I remember this one Sunday we were slow and we had all this dough left over and we put all these different tips on. And we just started piping out, like, ridiculous shapes of cream puffs. And, of course, like, when you put something, like, on parchment paper, whether it be, like, cake or cookie or something, and you make it perfect and then you stick in the oven and it blows up and it's everything like look the same you know like this Pinterest fails yeah so we started doing that with like the dough until we were able to just like come up with something like dude we were trying to do this like giant like cream puff turkey it looked really bad but I mean it was just something like that that we were able to kind of like to say let's try it let's do it and we ended up being able to like do these like cream puff wreaths where we actually were able to like pipe all the cream puffs where they actually were able to like bake and adhere together yeah and then we were like cut it and fill it there's like a French dessert called a Paris Briste and it's like a giant wreath cream puff that then people like have almost like a icing over top of it and they put almonds and, and they usually put like a bow on it it's like a traditional thing and we kind of like we're able to like make our own version of it yeah we just wanted to make something that was campy yeah and like for christmas because people love that stuff yeah, i mean yeah. even though it looks kind of tacky it's like oh it's a cream puff wreath like we gotta have that honey yeah it's yeah so cute yeah so like doing seasonal like stuff Oh my god, yeah, people love that. And I mean, yeah, they're so corny, but corny. Because they want to show up to that party with that amazing Like those Easter eggs that everybody buys, like they're so tacky, but everybody loves them. Yeah. So, you know, we had to do something on the spectrum of like tacky and cool. But with your own twist to it. Right. And then, so then after even doing that, not even realizing like we had made like a traditional like, you know, Paris type of pastry, which was like really cool. So, um, so like it's just stuff like that that we do that's just fun. Like yeah. on Sundays, like we kind of just like screw around in the kitchen. And we're like, let's try a new flavor. Let's uh, let's try this. Let's do that. And and then you know, a lot of times, like we'll 
have something really cool come out of it. Yeah. Yeah, like, we buy, like, all these, like, I remember this one time, we were trying to come up with, like, a bunch of new flavors, and we went on this website, and we, there was all these, like, organic extracts. We ended up buying, like, 30 different, we spent, like, over, over $100 on just extracts, like, trying to come up with cool flavors, and, like, they all end up tasting terrible. But in, in the process, we were able to come up with, like, alternative methods. Yeah. Like, like, we, to this day, still want to perfect root beer float. <laughs> I cannot. I have tried seven different version to try to get root beer float to work. I've like we've we've actually bought root beer soda and cooked it down to a syrup. We've bought artificial syrup. We've bought root beer extract. We've bought a um. Oh my god! It was like a root beer um um like a like a dried like a root beer. And uh, we we couldn't get it. Yeah, I'm still really upset about it. <laughs> I, I'm still I'm still gonna complain about this. this I mean, we we've, we've been trying for the better part of a year. Wow, just for this one flavor because it would taste so good. A rubier float cream puff, oh. like dude, like yeah. oh my god. One day yeah. I'll, I'll succeed. Yeah. What are some like methods of self care that you you know might practice to kind of keep yourself? in check and just kind of like sane and stable like I know you had mentioned like meditation and, and I, I do meditation for like a number of reasons like uh, initially when I started meditating it was kind of so I focused and fall asleep like I sleep like a rock but it takes me a while to fall mm -hmm. asleep so a lot of times like I'll, I would sit in bed and I would kind of just like I have this you know like the old fashioned like alarm clocks with like, oh, the yeah. bells on the top so I have one of those and the second hand is really loud so what I'll do is like I'll, I'll lay in bed and I'll kind of like put my like legs like in a pretzel and I'll kind of like listen to the second hand as it ticks and ticks and ticks until I kind of get almost in a trance and then I'll just like fall right asleep mm -hmm. but other reasons are sort of just to kind of like calm me down like I had to have like a little bit of a bout of high blood pressure mm -hmm. so sometimes I use meditation for me to kind of like calm down and um, a lot of times like when I'm lying down I have I have a pinched nerve in my back and mm -hmm. I have like sciatic pain that goes right down my leg so a lot of times if I can't fall asleep, I'll kind of try to trance myself out out of the pain so I can fall asleep. Mm -hmm. But I, I do that sometimes like when I'm like having like an off day or if I'm having like a bit of like anxiety, like, oh my gosh, like mm -hmm. I'm failing at life, like my life sucks, like I'm like a failure, yada, 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 you know, all the stuff that we tell each other because we're all crazy. Right, yeah. So I, I use that as well. And then um, I listen to musicals in the car. Like uh -huh. I, I'm very animated, as you know. And, um, what do you have in your car right now? Um, Book of Mormon. <laughs> 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 and, um, and anybody who knows me who's going to listen to this knows that I have tortured every person. Like, So we saw Book of Mormon. It was my parents and Marcus and I. And I was obsessed because it was written by South Park writers. Yeah. So, of course, it's super offensive. <laughs> so I, so Ma Marcus ended up buying me that for like an early Christmas gift. So I remember I brought it to the bakery and I would listen to it like before and after hours because obviously if people yeah, are, like, yeah, yeah, you don't want to have that. You're like fuck, 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 fuck. When what customers walk in, that's like not really that you know kind of yeah. So um, so I would like torture my cousin Dom by listening to this, and she'd be like, Allison, like I can't take it anymore. Or like when Marcus didn't have a car and I would drive him, I would blast the whole soundtrack, and he'd be like, Allison, I'm seriously gonna throw myself out of this car. I can't take it anymore. So like when I drive anywhere I like plug it in and I just like I, I just sit in the seat and I just like I'm animated on the highway and I just like kind of like just, yeah I look like an idiot 
but it works for me, and yeah. it's fun, and it's so fun, and, um, and, like, I've even been thinking about, like, trying out for theater, because I used to do theater when I was in high school and stuff, so, like, I think that might be another, like, artistic outlet that I might try to, like, delve yeah. into if I have any time. Yeah. Because, you know, I have... We want to do all of the things. I have all the like, time in the world. Yeah, but, but then, at the same time, you just, like, want to sleep and just not... Yeah, like, I come home and I'm like, oh, I have, like, the plan, like, I'm going to go for a run, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and then I go home and I'm like, Netflix and a beer sometimes. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. about now. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So... Like, kind of on that, that train of thought, like, you've done so, you know, you've gone through all this stuff, like, what advice do you have for anyone, like, setting off on a creative path or follow, you know, some little dream or anything like that? Like, do you have any, any morsel of advice that you'd want to, like, share about anything? I would say be persistent. And anytime that there's a hiccup, you kind of just got to suck it up and get through it. Because mm-hmm. nothing worthwhile is easy. I mean, my dad... Like I said earlier, off air, he'd always wanted to open up, like, a small little restaurant ever since I was little. When I was, like, maybe... He graduated when I was five. Yeah. So, if this was his dream, but from when I was, like, a little girl, 20 years later, he finally got to be able to, to bring it to fruition. Yeah. And it's it, it was worth every tear, every cent, every aggravation with contractors, everything that we went through. It kind of all boiled down to, like... If it's going to happen, it'll happen, and anything that's worthwhile is, you have to just do yeah. it, yeah. and just be persistent, and if you're persistent enough, it'll happen. That's yeah. kind of, I guess yeah. that's my, my words of wisdom. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely, it's paid off, and I'm so excited to, like, see where things go from I here. I know. I know, I'm a business owner, yay! Yay! <laughs> Is there anything else that you, you know, want to say or get out while you kind of have the mic, so to say? Um, I, I think I said it all. Yeah, I mean, everything that I've always been thinking about and anything that I had to do with that part of my life was... It's all... It's all, it's all there. It's all, I got nothing to hide. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not perfect, and I, you know, like, I, I know... Like, I'm never going to stop being creative. Mm -hmm. Like, I know eventually, like, I'll hop in back into jewelry. I don't know when it'll happen. Yeah. But, like, I know that, like, I have, like, this other priority right now. And then once I kind of get through that, like, I know... Like, I'll get back into yeah. that. So, it's I'm not, not I'm not worried. No, no. No. I'm not upset. Like, I mean, yeah, sometimes I get, like, you know, bummed out. Like, you know, what is my degree worth? I'm not even doing anything anymore. But I'm like, shut up, Look, look at everything else you're doing. Right. Like, and then I'm like, I know I'm going to get back into it. Yeah, like, there's kind of, like, seasons of what you're doing. Right now, it's Chloe's. Yes. You know? um, Who is Chloe? Chloe is my cat. I, you know, I was actually going to ask you yeah. who is Chloe. Chloe's my cat. Um, reason why we picked Chloe is because Chloe's a French name, and there's nobody else in the family whose name sounds good with cream puffs. Oh, well that, that makes Alliteration, sense. you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, I was like, Allison's cream puffs doesn't really flow. Peggy's cream puffs, Dave's cream puffs, none of it, nope, doesn't Chloe. really flow. And I was like, Chloe is, like, our, one of our favorite cats, even though, like, you know, all the other cats would be upset. Um, <laughs> and it was like, Chloe's cream puffs, Chloe's cream puffs, Chloe's cream puffs, kind of like roll up the tongue, it sounds good, it's catchy. Yeah. You know, and that was, and that was it, and that was why we picked it. And everyone's like, oh my god, are you Chloe? And I'm like, I can be, but <laughs> Chloe's my cat. <laughs> I've actually, I've been curious about that since you opened. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who was Mis- Chloe? Mystery solved. Yep, I know. They were like, oh, it's your grandmother? And I'm like, no. It's my cat. It's my cat. Oh. And they're like, 
It's your cat. And I usually either get, oh, it's your cat. Oh, my dog's name is Chloe. Or my daughter's name is Chloe. And then other people were like, you named it after your cat. And I'm like, yeah, I did. You got a problem with that? Alliteration, people. It works. It does. <laughs> See? Like, right? Yeah. This has been so fun. And I'm just excited to share this. And thank you for coming on and, and talking and Absolutely. I'll do it every day. <laughs> I need to come in and get some cream puffs. Yeah, so... Thanks for listening to, you know, anyone who is listening to this, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Your Art Matters. You can learn more about today's guest in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed our conversation, and I'll talk to you soon.